0: Welcome, if you're an old soul, Speedy. The old phrase of the day is hullabaloo.
1: Oh, hullabaloo. I, I f-
0: okay, I know, I, f- I know, I feel like it's a phrase you and I both know.
1: This is in my everyday vocabulary, yes. I'm sorry okay, to but say. That's,
0: that's not fair to everybody else, that you and I, you know, are the self-proclaimed old souls. So yeah, this is in our lexicon, but <laughs> it's not in the average. <laughs> We're weird. You know what I mean? Like, this is like we're at the convention right now where everyone's like, hullabaloo, 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 hullabaloo. Like, this is how we talk. <laughs> it's, but I felt it fit.
1: It does fit. And it's it's a fun word. When I see this as the title of the podcast, I'm going to go, ooh, that's what I want to listen to. What a, what a hullabaloo. It's going to be a crazy mm-hmm. time, a fun, mm-hmm. fun podcast.
0: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of our phrases have been like, they're cool. And I guess in theory, you could incorporate them into your life, but no one's really going to know what in the ketchup means or right. curtain twiggler or whatever that was. What was the super long um, one
1: that was like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but was not?
0: Super murgatroid. yes.
1: That was our last episode that
0: was our last with episode. Uh, being the Ricardos. Um, but no, I felt it worked because I knew the word already. I knew the definition. And I knew the definition had to do with what we're talking about today, which is commotion and um <laughs> awkwardness we're, we're going with most awkward oscar moments because I, I just felt weird saying worst i don't know
1: yeah you know what i mean definitely and awkward is more descriptive worst could mean what does
0: that mean it's very subjective yeah it felt too headliney yes but awkward okay anyway hullabaloo um by definition, means a commotion or fuss. The example for, that I found on Google, which was, is, quote, remember all the hullabaloo over the golf ball? <laughs> I don't know. What that <laughs> that is not like, I don't think of golf when I think of hullabaloo. Yeah,
1: <laughs> gosh. I mean, I guess I, but, I've yeah. never truly played a full game of golf. So is there often hullabaloo over the golf ball? Maybe I just don't know.
0: So, okay, it's a totally fair question. Ask someone who has golfed minimally but has done it. I don't know what the commotion could be because the <laughs> golf ball is inanimate. Right. So I don't know what it's doing unless someone thinks that you moved the golf ball, like kind of quickly kicked it a little closer to the, to the hole, even though it was 300 yards away. So, like, I don't really understand what the hullabaloo about a golf ball could be. Interesting. Unless that golf ball. You know what? I can't do it. I was. Wait, I am racking I my
1: brain for a scenario as well.
0: Okay. I always have a song lyric that one of our listeners writes in or is from my life. If you're an old soul at gmail.com, if you have a, a song lyric you've always gotten wrong, this one comes from a, a very loyal emailer named Danny New. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a lot of loyal listeners. They're just, you know, they're so. Um, Shocked from what happened at the Oscars, they just haven't been able to write in. Um, this one, I don't know if anyone else has ever thought this, but this was my childhood. You know, there are like certain lyrics from your childhood you always got wrong.
1: Oh, certainly. Oh, yes.
0: And it probably like, as an adult hosting a podcast, isn't going to be that big of an aha moment for anyone. You'll just be like, oh yeah, no, you were dumb. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I like for this episode that we are pulling from our personal lives. The word of the day, this is a real word from our lexicon that you can add to yours. And our misheard lyric, this is an authentic one. We didn't have to scavenge the internet for something. This is yours. Just get one
0: single email. Okay. (laughs) By the way, I should have mentioned Hullabaloo was a TV show for two seasons in the 60s. They tried to make like an American bandstand rivalry called Hullabaloo. And we watched it in class one time in college. I don't know if you remember that. You just awakened a
1: memory in my brain. Yes. Yes.
0: There is a variety show called Hullabaloo. That's where I learned the word. Um, Okay. The lyric I got wrong. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind that I put diamond words. (laughs) How wonderful life is while you're in the world. That is something I lived with until my 20s
1: diamond words
0: i don't (laughs) i just thought he was saying like these are rich words
1: (laughs) you know what though you know i can't laugh i did laugh but i can't laugh thank you it it sounds like a metaphor that he might try
0: that's the thing all lyric like all uh standards of lyrics are off with that That by everyone that's your song by elton john but like bernie toppin's lyrics like anything is possible there is really no stretch of the imagination that's like no that's the line and you've crossed it in the same song where the man says i could make potions in a traveling show
1: <laughs> right i mean i feel like all of our favorite elton john lyrics tend to be a little up to interpretation yes yeah like i mean almost all of madman across the water is you're a little bit unsure about what's going on.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Or even like Levon, he's like, Levon. No, no. He says, and Jesus, he wants to go to Venus. Really? Did not see that twist coming in the second verse. Wow, sir. (laughs) What a storyteller you are, Bernie. Slash (laughs) Elton. By the way, we can get to the Oscars, but you know what song I've been singing all week? I, I, like, revisit this song, like, once a year, and then I'm like, gosh, this is the best song on the planet. Which song? Um, I don't know. I think you know the song. Hold on. And now I know Spanish Harlem are not just pretty words to say.
1: Ooh, I haven't listened you know to that, that in quite a bit now. Ooh, it's a good one, though. You're and
0: right. mona lisas and mad hatters sons of bankers sons of lawyers
1: you Sorry. can't see me band i approved. really
0: love that song okay that's okay well, I'm, I'm gonna um, steal that
1: because yeah. i've had the same song stuck in my head for about three months now not to take us completely well, off topic but
0: i already did it what is it
1: uh joanna Newsom have one on <gasps> me wait when did you
0: get into Joanna newsome
1: uh during the pandemic
0: and you were never going to tell me this. I
1: did, and you have forgotten. And now it's on record that you have forgotten, no, Danny. I,
0: no, no, I have it on record <laughs> that I told you about Joanna Newsom like four years ago. I don't even want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, that's
1: what you said to me when I came to you two years yeah, ago and said, weird. hey, I finally got into Joanna Newsom. You I, said, I told so you not. two years ago. You said, two years ago from now... <laughs>
0: I I am so obnoxiously proprietary with music to be like ha-ha, but I own that that pamphlet and I handed it to you first. <laughs> um, everyone, if you you don't need to know, well, you should. join Newsom is amazing; she's just not on Spotify. But the if you're thinking who is this person we're talking about? This is not relate to me. Actually, she's a very amazing singer and harpist, but she is Andy Samberg's wife and the mother of his children. So now you know her.
1: Yes, and. Uh... Her, her singing voice is something to behold. You must listen. Yeah, oh, she's the best. She's the best. I love her. I love her, too.
0: Um, okay, so speaking of household names, <laughs> <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's get to the Oscars. Now, I want to say this off the bat. Um, this podcast, um, if it has a level of expertise or an area of expertise, it's the past, not the future. And while... Even though we're recording this Tuesday morning, I plan to post this Wednesday, Uh, by the time this airs, everyone will probably have belabored the point about Chris Rock and Will Smith at the Oscars and Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, And I've learned in this industry that while everyone races to be first, I'd rather just sit back and think about it. I'm okay with being like, you know, like mid to to (laughs) last-ish. Um, but we deal with the past, so I just wanted to set out and answer just one question. The only question I wanted to answer, which was, um, is this the most awkward moment in Oscars history? Because I'm a huge Oscars nerd, I grew up in a household where my parents did not like sports, and this was the Super Bowl for us, so I've always loved the Oscars, and therefore, I'm a bit of a historian although I will not pretend that everything that we're about to talk about is something I knew about I did some research and learned some things that I'm so shocked about I can't wait to tell you about them Speedy because I did not know about them Um, but let's let's start briefly just briefly discussing what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock and Jada Pinkett Smith at the Oscars Um, I know I feel like I can guess the answer to this question but Speedy were you watching when it happened? Of
1: course not. Of course I wasn't, Danny.
0: <laughs> and confirm where you live?
1: Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Charlie Brown voice.
0: <laughs> and what industry you work in? Um, okay,
1: <laughs> yes, yes. I live in Los Angeles, California.
0: <sighs> but, okay, so how did you get the news?
1: I uh, So I was still doing work, actually. And then I took a second to procrastinate a task I didn't want to do. I looked down at the Instagram machine and i saw eric andre post the video and it said uncensored trophy and it was clearly from the oscars and that made mm. me go oh oh wow. something breaking happened and then i i watched the uncensored version first that was my introduction to oh what okay yes
0: okay for for me we were watching it and Chris Rock make the joke, and I this is embarrassing, but I'll admit this because the '90s is not in the old soul sweet spot. I hadn't really heard of GI Jane. I also had. So I think a. a I, okay, yeah, good. So and, I think a I had, lot I had of to look millennials it up to
1: understand what his joke even was. Yes,
0: I think a lot of millennials thought that Jada Pinkett Smith must have been in a movie called GI Jane.
1: That was the first thing that I thought. Had to do math
0: and what the joke meant. My mom had to explain it to me.
1: Oh, oh she explained. Thank
0: it. you. I think a lot of my brother did the same thing. I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, is she in a movie called GI Jane? Yeah, that's interesting." And
1: I was like, "Wow, she she's embarrassed by her performance that that much that uh, Will had to defend yeah. her honor." <laughs>
0: wow, did it win like a Razzie? Like, what is this movie? But yeah, so I think a lot of millennials did that because um, we didn't know about GI Jane. But like, as soon as he made the joke, she rolled her eyes immediately. Will was still kind of like laughing ish, but he also later talked about in his award speech when he won Best Actor about how he has to smile a lot of times and take it. So I don't know if he was like totally processing it yet, but then maybe I, we'll we'll never know what him and Jada said to each other um, or if he just realized what was said. But the number one thing I wanna know is if Chris Rock knew that she had alopecia. Ooh. That's what I want to know. That's a good question. You know what I mean like that? Regardless, violence is bad. Chris Rock, as a comedian, if he was making fun of her autoimmune disease and thinking that was a good idea, then I can really evaluate how bad that joke was, the, the joke that I already didn't get.
1: Right. <laughs> right. And without knowing the answer, and I suppose there's no point in trying to guess, but, but I'm going to do it anyway. I would guess that okay. he probably did know. Because from what I was reading afterward, she had been pretty vocal uh, about what she yes. was going through. So, uh...
0: Yeah, that's that's the thing. And he has made fun of her the last time he hosted the Oscars in 2016, which I believe you and I had an improv show during.
1: We did. Did we perform yes. that was in the f- front here. of the Oscars as if we deserved to be watched instead? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think during Chris Rock's monologue, we were doing like an improv show in front of like the like a like a soirée gala thing at college. Yeah, oh, that's right. So I didn't remember, I did not remember that he had made fun of Jada Pinkett. Smith. But there's history there. Um, we're not gonna sit here and try to guess about it because I think more will come out by the time this airs. And also, I just think enough people have done it. But we like history here. We like to deal with the past. So I'm not gonna go in any sort of order because then there's too much expectation. It's going to kind of go by what I find interesting. But I want to start here, Speedy. Are you ready for this? I don't know. If you knew this, I'm going to be mad, not because I'm not proud of you, but because I want to shock you. (laughs) Because I didn't know this, and I just said I was an Oscars historian, and now I feel like I'm lying. Oh, yeah. When I learned that I did not know this.
1: I could destroy your honor. Go for it.
0: Did you know that the Oscars had a streaker?
1: I'm sorry, Danny. I did know this. I did know. I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my cat just ran away. My cat just ran away. She's so mad at me. (laughs) No, I'm so embarrassed. I just dethroned myself five seconds into the subject matter. Please, Danny,
1: please. If it helps you at all, I do not know the circumstances. I do not know the year. You can shock what do you me know? with the finer what do you details. Know?
0: Tell me what you know! I
1: just know that there was, and I found, found the idea of it to be shocking that such a thing would be allowed to happen or could somehow happen with the high level of security.
0: But what if I told you, sit down. Sit down right now. What if I told you I'm sitting, I swear. Sit I swear. Sit down! As if you usually do the podcast standing. Sit down. <laughs> what if I told you that it might have been planned? Hmm.
1: That would make it more plausible. It would. I
0: bet you didn't know that. I bet you didn't know I that. I didn't. Huh?
1: You you showed yeah. me. You showed oh, me. Oh.
0: I Googled Ooh. the crap out of this podcast. <laughs> I googled it so hard. Yes. In 1974, while David Niven was about to introduce Elizabeth Taylor, an an all-time pantheon actress, David Niven, an all-time famous British comedian, host guy, Uh, a dude who we now know is named um, Opal? What's his... Oh, Robert Opal, who, of course, is from East Orange, New Jersey. Thank you for that. Um He ran on stage nude behind him. You did not, since I think everyone's wondering this, but I don't want to ask it out loud, you do not necessarily see Um his golden statue. Um, <laughs> but you can tell this man's definitely naked and he throws up a peace sign, runs behind him, goes off goes off stage. And then David Niven says this very famous line that I really thought I... Oh, he says, he says, isn't it fascinating to think that probably the only laugh that man will ever get in his life is by stripping off and showing his shortcomings. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, riveting. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I just eat that up with a spoon. But did he have time to plan that joke? Dun, dun, dun. Here is a quote from his, from business manager. And troubleshooter for the Oscars, Robert Metzler, that he told the Los Angeles Times in 1993.
1: troubleshooter for the Oscars? Continue. Yeah, I
0: don't know what that means. It says business manager and general troubleshooter, according to the New York Post.
1: I guess the Oscars has trouble. That needs to be shot.
0: Can you imagine? (laughs) Hey, there's trouble. Shoot it! (laughs) Shoot the streaker. Shoot Seth MacFarlane pointing out boobs we've seen on camera. We'll get to that, too. Oh. yeah, Seth MacFarlane really does not age well in any facet of his comedy when he hosted the Oscars. I was watching his monologues, and all the, all the jokes. I'm like, can't do that today, wouldn't do that today, that is terrible. If you tweeted that, you'd never host the Oscars again. Okay. Okay. Quote from Robert Metzler, the general troubleshooter for the Oscars. Quote, I don't think it was accidental. My wife was here for the dress rehearsal, and David Niven asked her out in the lobby if he could borrow her pen. She gave it to him, and he sat on a step out there and wrote his ad lib remark about his fellow short, fellow shortcomings, and then told my wife how proud he was about this terse line he'd written, and that was two hours before it happened. Hmm. Interesting. So the guy, like the dude, was like a photographer, and he was actually a very proud nudist. He later said, because uh, he didn't get arrested, he they they reclothed him, and he actually talked to the like the press afterwards, and he said. <laughs> People shouldn't be ashamed of being nude in public. Besides, it's a hell of a way to launch a career. Uh, so it's just, yeah, there's a lot of like weird things around it.
1: That's very strange. So he was framing it as an exposure opportunity. Oh, oh.
0: Oh, oh you're so good. <laughs> That was way better. Then, shortcomings. Shortcomings. Mm
1: -hmm. But I think the finest was uh, your gold statue. I appreciated that your euphemism was uh, properly themed.
0: And related. And related. Oh, I guess that's what you said. Um, (laughs) Now, to go back to our original thesis hypothesis question thingy, was this more awkward than Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face while presenting Best Documentary? No. No, cuz it wasn't I mean, well, I guess in the way the way we look at things now, this is kind of I mean that is sexual harassment, right? To flash people, right?
1: Yes. Well, I think hmm. I think we also should define awkward because when we started this podcast, we were both excited that awkward is more specific than worst. But now that we're looking at these two very different situations, I'm thinking, fair. what is awkward? You know, the room when...
0: True, that's fair. Okay, <laughs> so then, and you were right, and I'm glad you said that. By the lens of, is this more awkward? No, because even though I haven't watched the entire 97-4 Oscars, I, I don't feel like the mood was shifted um, in a kind of like shocked scared way it probably got a little more i can't believe that just happened maybe i wasn't there but maybe but it feels like this like changed the rest of the night
1: yes right so but which one would you say is actually closer to than awkward because does awkward have to completely disrupt everything awkward can also be a sort of like uncomfortable giggle (laughs) hee 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 (sighs)
0: <sighs> it's just so hard because we weren't alive 50 years ago like if this happened now that person would be arrested and would be labeled a sexual predator forever right right and in this moment this man like walked across stage this and david even said the shortcomings joke and people thought it was funny i guess right but it's hard to look like a lot of these things like i'm looking at it from 2022 i'm like that's that's not good you shouldn't have subjected people to that that's bad But it seemed to be giggly from the broadcast. (laughs) Yeah. And also I feel
1: if it was planned, which it sounds like it was, that he would not have been arrested because he would have had the blessing of someone that was involved in the academy and had some kind of influence. You know, I feel like even today, maybe not. Just in the same way that people were saying, why wasn't Will Smith escorted out after he assaulted somebody you know it's
0: because they probably knew that he was going to win right <laughs> i think as how most people feel about it like they were like oh he probably he's gonna win so he can't he,
1: he can't go i guess
0: I, I don't know i will never. i guess we'll never know but the, you know, the, the academy announced yesterday aka monday that they were you know launching an investigation kind of thing looking into it so we'll see which it's, so yeah that was a the streaker. Idea of an
1: investigation on this is very funny to me because it probably will be exactly what everyone around the world has been doing which is just watching the same clip over and over again.
0: <laughs> so it was right here that will Smith walked on stage as we all already know Yes
1: and we're all unsure about the point that his smile turned to pure rage but we suspect it was somewhere at the 328 mark.
0: Do you think? The investigation is just watching Chris Rock's 2016 monologue. <laughs> like, oh, hmm, it might have been hmm, premeditated. Hmm, hmm, hmm.
1: See, that's what the police force does when they think they go. Mm. Hmm.
0: And I would like to say that I think they're both at fault because I love Quest Love. And, and I just yes. wish he could have had his moment as somebody who interned. At Jimmy Fallon and Questlove was like one of the nicest people there. I was really excited for That's him. That's good to hear. A, at the personal level, and also because Summer of Soul was awesome, mm-hmm. so um, that was really annoying. That took away from that. Yeah, completely
1: distracted from that moment. Very sad.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, I think we should get to the most notorious moment in awkward uh, awkward. <laughs> awkward awkward Oscar history. Let's go with that. Um, awkward. And it's only the only reason that it is awkward is because of two white men and has nothing to do with i don't want to say your name wrong i believe it's sachin little feather i don't know if it's sachin or sachin if you're an old soul at gmail.com i would like to get it right please let me know um and i'm a little sensitive to this story because i did a story last week about um an, an indigenous version of greece
1: Oh, that's
0: interesting. Called Bear Grease. So I interviewed some people who are indigenous. They're not considered Native American because they're from Canada. That's First Nations, But um, they were telling me just like what their experience is like as an indigenous person. And you don't realize the burden that they're carrying with themselves all the time. Just knowing that like this was all stripped from them. This is their land. And they have been treated fairly after we did that. And Wow. So, it, yeah, it just kind of changed my perspective. But anyway, one of the most famous movies of all time, a top ten movie ever, The Godfather, when Marlon Brando won Best Actor, uh, he did not go accept it. Instead, he had actress and activist Sachin Littlefeather uh, go to the stage and make a speech uh, basically talking about how she did not uh, feel that Native Americans, Indigenous people were represented well in Hollywood, which... They weren't after that speech either. Very sadly, it wasn't until recently when we had this awakening of just how terrible of a job we're doing representing people. Uh, this from Newsweek during the acceptance, Little Feather lamented the current treatment of Native Americans by the Hollywood film industry, as well as the events at Wounded Knee, which is like just started like a month ago. The occupation there, um, and her mar- remarks were met with both boos and clapping. So people were booing her for just saying, "Could you not?"
1: Yeah, I mean, I I looked up that clip following the Chris Rock situation, which I'm sure many people did. And that, I mean, that was the most shocking part of it. At least the video that I saw. What is there to boo? Wait, what, what, what is there to boo? Booing? Yeah.
0: What is there to boo?
1: They're like, oh, I don't like this slight change in my gala evening. So I'm going to boo this this woman who has been uh, systematically wronged. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, and and since then, the Oscars has become the place where people make political statements. So those boos have been market corrected because now it's where people do that stuff. Because that's where you have attention. and You have to make good trouble when people are watching or make them watch. (laughs) Um, However, after she said that, um, Clint Eastwood, who many of you know, was presenting the Oscar for Best Picture after that. And he came up and quipped... Quote, I don't know if I should present this award on behalf of all the cowboys shot in the John Ford Westerns over the years. End quote. No. He got a little laugh, too.
1: He got, oh, no. She got Good a boo and he got a laugh for that.
0: Yeah, he got a laugh for saying he felt bad for cowboys. cowboys. Oh, no. Even. Bo- <laughs> There's so many reasons why that's wrong. Yeah. In like a thousand ways. I mean. I don't even know how I want to get into how mad that makes me.
1: <laughs> right, that, that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting here, and it's oh, like, running through my yeah. head, and I'm going, ugh, ugh.
0: <laughs> ugh I'm like, oh, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. Um, now, do not compare the experience of cowboys, the people who literally, in a lot of ways, were in charge of killing the Native Americans. You yes. cannot compare their experiences and their representation on screen in spaghetti westerns. Uh, and speaking of John Ford, it's what we didn't see on camera that might be the most infamous and maybe the thing I'd like to know the most, which is John Wayne, famous um, cowboy actor, the most famous cowboy Western actor. Uh,
1: Wait, that <laughs> I'm sorry. What? That just pulled me out for a second. Yeah, these, these two fellows who act in Westerns are upset That's right. at a real Native American yes, yes.
0: women. Yes, they're not actual cowboys at all.
1: it's so ridiculous that
0: they're just yes, they're speaking on their behalf even though they're not cowboys.
1: But they feel that like is they correct. are cowboys, I guess.
0: I, I, I guess. <laughs> uh so she said in an interview I read an oh, interview with Globe and Mail. She said I was half booed and Half other, uh, the other half listened and said, let her speak. I was given 60 seconds by the producer to make that speech or I would be arrested. Whoa. John, Wayne was, was John Wayne was waiting backstage to take me off. He had to be restrained by six security men. <gasps> then the interviewer asked, John Wayne was going to physically remove you? Correct. I did not put up my fists in protest. I did not use profanity. I used politeness, eloquence, and quiet strength were my tools. Of delivering a message about the rights of Native American people to be employed in an industry where a stereotype was being put forth that was not healthy for us, um so she's basically saying that oh and and then also the Guardian reported uh, uh, from the Guardian avowed racist John Wayne was unsurprisingly vexed, reportedly saying that Brando should have spoken himself rather than sending quote a little unknown girl and dressing her up in an Indian outfit <gasps> end quote. I mean, the more we learn about John Wayne, we've said this on this podcast before, the less we like him. Right. He goes from being the Duke to being closer to David Duke every time <laughs> we talk about him. That was his nickname. But I don't, like, I guess it can't be more awkward because we didn't see the John Wayne thing, but just the idea of that, to me, is more morally corrupt than what happened with will smith and chris rock because oh, a, a thousand percent a, a, yeah a man was a was assumingly well i guess we'll never know but according to her uh had to be restrained from putting his hands on a woman and yeah say which will but how much bigger will smith is than chris rock that would just be i can't think of a worse thing to happen in awards history right
1: oh yeah i mean oh my gosh right she's standing first of all in front of a giant room of some of the most powerful people in the world that all hate her (laughs) she's under the threat of arrest and then she is escorted off stage by somebody who wants to physically assault her for existing like i mean right that that's not even awkward at that point that's just scary it's sad that's
0: also six security guards yeah (sighs) wow
1: I mean, he's a big man. I mean,
0: hold on, but hold on, John, John Wayne. I know he won his like little achievement Oscar in like I think like seventy one for like.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. How old was he that?
0: How old is John thing? Wayne at this point? Um. Okay, he's born in nineteen oh seven. So he oh, wow. the. So that means that at this moment he is sixty seven. And, you know, smoked a lot of cigarettes in the early 70s, 67, so he's more like a modern 80. <laughs> so this man is so, so racist and so mad with rage because someone stood up for what was right that it took six people to hold back a 70-year-old. Wow. Well.
1: Wow. I mean, rage is a crazy thing. It
0: Yeah. It does. Uh,
1: yeah. Makes you do that. It makes you complete the action of walking all the way up on stage to go and slap Chris Rock. You know, didn't halfway through the walk he go, Uh oh, maybe I (laughs) maybe I thought about it.
0: I, I wonder if he knew in that stride that at any point he could go, I shouldn't do this and this is this could just very easily come off as a bit and no one would ever have to know that I wanted to hit this man. Because everyone thinks it's a bit, right? So I could just n- do anything playful and not hit this man, right? And no one will ever talk about this again. Because <laughs> he is when he after he smacks Chris Rock, he is smiling when he walks back. Yeah. So it still seems like a bit. And the reason I I was thinking about this the last day, and the reason it seemed like a bit up until they cut the sound, and you're like, okay, somebody's cursing. This might be real. But it seems like a bit because Chris Rock. Can really take a slap? Yes. He does not swagger or sway. Kind of just like puts one foot back and he's like, whoa. Like he's not that affected by it. He is eventually does start to stutter his words. But I think it seemed like a wrestling bit because he took it so well.
1: That's that's a great way to put it. You're right. Yeah. The way he took it did feel like part of the performance. Good yes. sports we'll reference. I would have never come up with that on my own.
0: <laughs> Wait, what was the sports reference?
1: Just you understand wrestling and you referenced your understanding <laughs> of wrestling.
0: The bar is so low for you to go, wow, sports. <laughs> <laughs> I could say anything and you'd be like, wow, oh. sports. I could be like, I went for a walk today. <gasps> wow. wow. Athletics. <laughs> um, okay. Now, it's it's when we look at events like this where we realized that, like, the the standard has really changed. Because, like, the most, I, I this one I, like, immediately thought of, because this was considered, like, one of the most horrendous things that ever happened that had to do with a host. Mm-hmm. That, th- this, because this was, like, a, a host-initiated thing. Where, uh, in 1995, when David Letterman was hosting, he had an opening line that was so... Hated that uh, the next day, the New York Times headline was, the winner isn't David Letterman. In 2011, Time Magazine named him the worst award show host ever. Wow. And in 2015, The Atlantic described it as the gold standard of Oscar bombing.
1: Holy moly.
0: Do you know where I'm going with this?
1: I, well, I don't know what the line is that he said. And clearly his legacy has survived this because...
0: That is true. Yeah,
1: he's known for being one of the greatest hosts of all time, and you think people would mention if he was also the worst one. But
0: um, well, that's why it's interesting because he only ever hosted the Oscars once, because yeah, that did not go well. And he says that they did invite him back, and he said no after this. But mm-hmm. like after the things we just talked about and what happened this past weekend, when I tell you what happened, well, I, he should not have done it. It just seems so benign and like. It just tells you kind of like where we were at in 1995. So he came out and he said, I've been dying to do something all day and I think maybe we could take care of it. And then he goes over and finds Oprah. And he goes, Oprah? And then he goes and finds Uma Thurman. Uma, Uma, Oprah, Oprah, Uma, Uma, Oprah. Ah, I feel much better. Have you kids met Keanu? That's it. That's the bit that everyone hated. Huh. That Dave called the single biggest professional embarrassment of my life. Wow. And to tell you the truth, I similar to the GI Jane thing, I couldn't really figure out what the joke was. I think it's just that they have unique names. Like nowadays, nowadays, and what should have been always, like a white man should not make fun of a black person's name or anyone's name like it's their name it's their name it's their name their parents gave it to them lovingly do not mock it just because it might be culturally different than yours so yeah. that
1: right because that you reading that, to that me, that's what i do. interpreted the joke to be
0: right yes um uma thurman I don't, I don't
1: know the origin of her name but
0: me neither but i i, I just i don't know if i give the 90s Enough credit to think that that's why they hated that joke. I think they just hated it as an all. Overall, I think it was this New York guy coming to Los Angeles and poking fun at all the celebrities. And also, Oprah did not like David Letterman. Oh, interesting. Already, they kind of have a beef. They've squashed it since then. But I remember, like, I think he wanted her show and talked about it. And how like one time she wanted a show and one of the men in the audience screamed, "Get her, Dave!" Whoa. to him, and he didn't like squashed that oh. so I, I think she she really had a problem with him makes sense um but yeah he shouldn't have done that he i read an interview with him he talked about it on the 25 year anniversary and he was saying how he didn't even want to host the oscars because he was so scared something'd go wrong and that he had a whole monologue and then a producer just kind of like threw out this bit like that day as like a light little fluffy thing to do um which is probably why you know empathy was removed from the idea of it because he <laughs> It was brought up that day, and they just said, oh, yeah, that'll work. Those are people's names. They didn't think, oh, those are, like, people's, like, livelihoods. They represent their family in some way. So that was a little insensitive. Interesting.
1: And I I hope, you know, I, I would like to pretend for myself that that's also why the joke is not funny, because it didn't come from what David Letterman actually wanted to do. It was something proposed by a producer to just, like, hey, try that. And out of desperation and probably fear. He was like, okay, I trust you, producer, about what would go well at the Oscars over what I think. And then it was terrible.
0: Yeah, and then it didn't work. And it was awkward. And you shouldn't have done it. Don't make fun of people's names. Um, Okay, let's get to some like modern ones that happened in this millennium. I know we mostly focus on history. Obviously, the thing that's just getting compared to the most was the La La Land Moonlight debacle. Ooh. But they're like completely different.
1: They are completely different.
0: One is just like jumbling envelopes. Yeah. With Warren Beatty, and then <laughs> the other one is like an altercation. Yes. Yeah. So.
1: Right. One is awkwardness and massive disrespect. But uh. Yes.
0: Were you watching those Oscars? I We were in college.
1: Yes. Yes, I was. Ho, 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 ho.
0: Did you? Did you pick like when? Did you like see people running behind them, the La La Land people, and you were like, "Wait a tick."
1: Right. It was very clear that uh oh, something is not going. Something's weird. To
0: land. Moonlight's a beautiful movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Beautiful movie. Um, okay. Oh, I don't know if enough people are talking about this. Is also like in that category of like awkward, not malicious, just not well planned. Mm-hmm. Um, last year's Oscar ending. You remember this? I was asleep because I was on the East Coast, but you were in the West Coast. You remember this?
1: I goodness gracious! I was on my porch tending to my plants while my friends <laughs> were inside watching the Oscars, and I heard their uh, disappointment through the glass door uh, for uh, for Chadwick Boseman. That's what I. That was me looking through cool. the
0: glass, fish <laughs> food fertilizer
1: glass. in hand. <laughs> I, I heard their disappointment.
0: Dude, looking glass? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, basically, they had seemingly rearranged the Oscar order. A lot of people felt, we do not know the answer to this, but they felt that it was because they put Best Actor last to honor Chadwick Boseman, who had just passed away, so we could win for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And that was the big, like, ending emotional thing they didn't do best picture last which is usually always last seemingly they did this to honor chadwick boseman because he had a you know astounding odds to win posthumously and then as um joaquin phoenix is presenting it it turns out they gave it to anthony hopkins for like a half hour of screen time in the father and since Anthony Hopkins is like in his 80s and in England, he is sleeping. So he's not there. And they're just like, we accept this on his behalf. Good night. <laughs> it, just, it just ends. <laughs> Which was a gaffe and should have been planned differently. However, it did at least prove the authenticity of the Oscars to me that they really don't know who's going to win. So that I respect.
1: Yes, I, I agree with that completely. It at least restored some faith in that system, I guess. But also, if I guess I would have preferred a reality where the system was not so true and they were better able to plan their program.
0: <laughs> yes, if this is what it takes for five more people to know, And then you won't um, plan the whole Oscars around honoring Anthony Hopkins, who's not there. (laughs) Fine. Now, if we're, again, evaluating awkwardness, the thing about these two things is that they both had to do with the last award being announced. Whereas with Will Smith, the Oscars had another, like, hour and a half to go. Yeah. Yeah. And we all just had to sit there and be like, did that really just happen? And everyone in the audience is thinking it. And everyone at home is thinking it. And then I think I heard that the ratings doubled. Oh, I'm sure they Between did. that and best actor because everybody yeah. wanted to see Will Smith's speech.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I just, so that's
0: why that moment's more awkward beyond just assault.
1: Beyond Beyond assault. Yes, the rest of the evening was affected by it for sure. And truly, I can't believe that, you know, They didn't cut to a a break. I mean, maybe they didn't have the ability to, but the fact that Chris Rock had to just keep on going without having an opportunity to go backstage and try to, you know, reset, is wild.
0: Right, like his head was affected. Yeah, somebody hit him in the brain place, (laughs) and then he had to keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I saw a tweet, and I wish I knew who wrote it because I would give them credit. But there was a great. There were obviously many great tweets in the last forty eight hours. But there was one tweet that was like, how much, how funny it is that I don't even how funny. I think it said like how pathetic it was that like Chris Rock like he says you hit me over a G I Jane joke, which proved that even Chris Rock knew was a bad joke in the first place. Right. <laughs> and that he didn't know to do it. Like he also was acknowledging it was just a G I Jane joke. I don't know why I said it either. <laughs> Good observation from the tweeter. Um, you know what? I think this is the most... O- I'm being facetious. Do you know what the most awkward moment of all time at the Oscars is?
1: What do you think, Danny? In
0: 2014, when John Travolta said Adele Dazeem about Adina Menzel. Oh,
1: no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that that should be what's awkward at the Oscars. It should be l- people accidentally doing something jovial.
1: should not be.
0: Yes, People are trying to offend people, but just enough where they don't get in trouble for it. That should not be the game. It should be oops. Right. John Travolta couldn't read the prompter. He's not a broadcaster like <laughs> some of us. He's not a real newsman like me.
1: <laughs> yeah. N- not that we need to keep on breaking down the word awkward. And I know that it's been me trying to break down the word awkward this entire time. But that makes me feel like the, yes, the true essence of awkwardness it is not malicious. He was just trying to read the prompter, do it with a smile, but he said it wrong, and the rest of the world goes, oh, God, do we tell him?
0: <laughs> All right, so on that note, and what you just said, I'm going to raise you something that I think can compete with Will Smith's awkwardness. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I don't think it's technically malicious, but I do think it can count as assault.
1: I, I'm rattled. I'm excited. I'm scared.
0: Okay. Have you seen Adrian Brody win the Oscar for The Pianist?
1: No, oh, it's but bad. I'm now scared. Is it a pronunciation no. thing?
0: No, okay. no, no, All right. no. All right. You you keep guessing and you keep being wrong. <laughs> sit down, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> okay, it's so Adrian Brody. Given he is he he was not predicted to win best actor for The Pianist, so. Obviously, he is overcome with shock and excitement. But he does the wrong thing with it. Like, when, when Benini, Roberto Benini, won one for La Vida Bella, like, he, like, was so excited, he, like, walked across seats. He was, like, standing and walking across seats. And it was, like, this amazing, beautiful moment. You know, Roberto! um, is that his name? In the, I think not important. I'm, I'm just anyway, scared to that's he...
1: try to help with that, so.
0: Yeah. You sit down. <laughs> adrian brody so halle berry because she had won for monster or monster's ball monster's ball the year before was presenting it and adrian brody gets on the stage and he grabs her and kisses her and then like bends her backwards kissing her it's like a good five seconds and it's just the weirdest thing and it's it's assault by definition that it's is sexual assault. Sexual assault, assault yes. <laughs> it is, and then uh, Halle Berry uh, talked about it with Andy Cohen in 2017 and said that when Brody kissed her, her thought was, quote, what the bleep is happening, uh, and that she was so shocked and surprised that she just bleeping went with it. I don't know. I was too focused on – actually, oh, this is weird. Cohen asked Barry if the kiss was good at least. Ugh. That's weird. Why would know. you uh, ask you that? that. Oh, That's yeah. weird. Uh, and Barry replied, I don't know. I was too focused on what the bleep is going on right now. So I think... <sighs> I don't know if it was as awkward then, right? And we're talking about the awkwardest moments. Um, But if we're just evaluating it now, I think I'm very sensitive to when a man is doing something to a woman. Like I, I think in... All assault is bad, but when it's a man on a defenseless woman, that's when I get like extra mad about it. So, like, yeah. I just think that that's like terrible. Right. That he and would there was no opportunity
1: for her to get away from that either. Obviously, I have not watched it. You were just describing it to me, but you know. Right.
0: She's on the stage. Everyone's looking at her. What is she supposed to do? Right. Like, and
1: when somebody yeah. grabs you and dips you backwards, you are a rag doll at that point. You, you have to go with it. You just have to let it happen. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 It's it's so weird to think about. And I guess it, w- what makes it worse is that they cut to the audience and all these like white men. Like I remember like I think Jack Nicholson, Nicolas Cage, they're all like clapping like yeah, good for him. Oh. All right. And it's like, no, you're you're like your big little underdog win just stop. Like yeah, your moment stopped as soon as you got on stage.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: So. That's a bad one. That is a bad one. Uh, it's inexcusable. Um,
1: right. That one sounds like it should be a fun one, perhaps on its face. You know, you picture the classic image of, of the sailor uh, dipping the yes. woman back I'm, like, oh, yes. he's so excited. But the reality is, ugh, okay.
0: Um, um, American history in its uh, problems that unfortunately were not really discussed enough. <clears throat> until the last 10 years, has trained people to think that that was an acceptable celebration um, when in reality it was just not consensual and therefore not correct. So shame on you, Adrian Brody, for doing that. Um, okay, I have a bunch of other ones real quick. I want to wrap up soon because, frankly, it's Tuesday morning and I have to get ready for work. And so do you. So do right? I, yes. Um, how much time do you have?
1: you know what, let's just let it happen. I okay. I technically have no time left, but uh, it's fine because I did oh. a little work this morning, so it makes up for My fun. bad.
0: Yeah. Okay. And now anyone listening I'll to this podcast knows
1: my work situation. Okay, keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she works at Funny or Die, and she's working in post on something?
1: Yes, uh, yes. yes, yes, yes. TV show. Okay. Hey, hey,
0: hey. So I'll rifle through some things just so I can know that we, we mentioned a lot of the things. Uh, I told you Seth MacFarlane was, he was hosting the first time he did it twice. Cause I asked him back after that. He did a song where he sang about whose boobs we had seen in a movie. Mm. And he's like Meryl Streep. And then he says the movie. Naomi Watts says the movie, Charlize Theron and Charlize Theron is so pissed. Like they get cut to her and her like hand is going over her face. She's so mad. He's just like, Just saying which woman and and then he gets the Nicole Kidman and he names like six movies movies and it's like ha 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 ha. Hmm. She showed her breasts in a bunch of movies and it's just like Why?
1: Wow. Oh, this Why? this is a weird one too, because at first when you said the concept, just as an elevator pitch almost A little part of my brain tickled, and I was like, hee, 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 that's kind of funny. And then after letting it sit in my brain for just a nanosecond, then immediately I was like, ugh, no,
0: that's gross. Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Because, like, well, uh, and you live in Hollywood, you can speak to this more, but, like, how many of those women were asked to strip by a female director? Right, like how many of those were just men doing that? Right. I I think Uh, we can all agree that
1: whatever the situation was, no one was thrilled about it. It was a vulnerable thing to do, a scary thing to do. They were probably very worried about it. Uh, Yeah,
0: so I just don't think it's a a funny thing to point out. But a lot of his jokes were bad. I was watching his monologue this morning, and he was like, all the women here look very beautiful, especially the ones who gave themselves the flu two weeks ago. It really worked. Uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Seth. Yeah, big uh, Seth. Wee. Um, also, uh, Jerry Lewis had to ad-lib in the 1959 Oscars because it finished 20 minutes short. I just think that's hilarious. Oh. Apparently, it was very awkward, but that's just really funny. Oh,
1: I mean, that one, that sounds like probably the king of awkward right there.
0: 20 yeah, minutes like we of have just... Tw- the Oscars <laughs> being short, and we have time to kill. Yeah.
1: We have nothing left to present, so there's nothing to look forward to. Just
0: <laughs> s- just, am um, just going to talk about it. Yeah, stick around. More uh, stalling <laughs> when we come back. Um, okay, and then also Chris Rock uh, like eviscerated Jude Law in his 2005 monologue, and I was reading how Jude Law was saying how upset it made him. So Chris Rock has history of making people feel bad when he's on stage at the Oscars. Okay, so let's conclude here. We were not evaluating the ethical or moral, um, I don't know, standards of these moments, although it definitely came up. We were more talking about the awkwardness. Do you think that Will Smith slapping Chris Rock in the face was the most awkward thing to ever happen at the Oscars? Ooh.
1: Yeah, I, I think if it's not the most awkward, it's certainly up there. It's certainly up there. The whole room quiet, everybody looking over, going, what's going on? Pretty awkward. I have to say, though, you just offhandedly saying that Jerry Lewis thing is so funny to me. <laughs> and I feel like it is the definition of awkward. So I, I might, for funsies, make that my number one.
0: I, I understand. And I think awkward has taken on this connotation of being like fun and slapsticky. So. Right. I guess that is I understand why that would fit awkward in a lot of definitions. It's just it's hard to let go of like there was assault. Somebody hit somebody in the face on stage while the world was watching. It's hard for anything to beat that in any category. However, if there was video of John Wayne, Mm. like that would like that is just uh, Ugh. Yeah, there's some bad things at the Oscars. 94 years.
1: 94 years.
0: And they've had some bad things happen.
1: Could I make a pitch? Yes. That the most awkward thing to happen is not the slap itself. It's the fact that Will Smith then won Best Actor and went up on stage Mm. and had to give a speech after that. Okay, that's interesting. So him
0: winning Best Actor was the. The the hour between that, where the ratings (laughs) doubled, was the most awkward moment. Yes. The hour. And then him winning, and then everyone wondering what he's going to say. Yes,
1: and then him probably getting shuffled into a black car after the event was over and being whisked away to his mansion instead of attending the Oscar parties that he would have been.
0: Actually, I don't know if this is more awkward, but there was a video of him at the Vanity Fair after party. Oh, really? Like <laughs> holding his Oscar and rapping, getting jiggy with it. <gasps> really? So you're just like, la, la, la. But let's not forget that a man showed his golden statue on the Oscar stage before <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor came out. Does that mean that Elizabeth Taylor was standing backstage and that man just like, "Excuse me, pardon me, They're coming through. It's My turn."
1: Yeah. Ooh, that I like to imagine. That would th- that moment we did not see. That might have been the most awkward.
0: They're all awkward.
1: They're all awkward.
0: But, you know, don't hit somebody um hey have a good day at work speedy hey
1: you too daniel
0: thanks for discussing the hullabaloo with me
1: (laughs) you are so welcome danny um um i hope you don't mind
0: i hope you don't mind mind that i put diamond diamond words. words You're when you're in, in the, the world, and such.